What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the True Trophy Podcast. Sorry, Trophy Talk Podcast. It's episode 41. I'm Brandon, and today I am joined by Ace. Hello. And Prince. Hey there. And special guest, Punky Liar. Hi. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself for people that don't listen? Um, okay, well, I am your very friendly news manager. Um, you may have seen me around, you may not. I do a lot behind the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's me. I'm a big gamer. So uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about everything this week. Yep. Um, do you have a preference between the consoles? No, I own most of them. I don't have a Switch yet, um, okay. but I've got a PlayStation 4, I've got an Xbox One, I've got most of the older stuff. So no, I, d- I don't really have a preference. Well, with, with with the way the uh, Treehouse thing went after Nintendo's uh, conferency thing, um, maybe that's a mistake. Don't spoil it. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. No, don't spoil okay, it. Okay, I won't, I won't spoil it. Uh, but yeah, so if you've ever visited the site and heard the faint sound of like a whip cracking, that, that's ah. a in the background. Um, usually it's our hands. Like it's uh, how could you make that mistake? You need to put an Oxford comma in there or whatever. But. Yeah, I have a very, very pointy grammar stick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty vicious. Um, so we've got a bunch of things to go over because E3 has happened. Um, we're going to do a recap of predictions, go over the Sony press conference, and do a little bit of trivia. Uh, we're going to actually start out with the predictions because, oh my god, they were atrocious. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, it was it was really bad. Um, that, that's mostly my fault. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually. No, I think I'm as guilty as you are on this. Uh, I'm so no. glad I can't take responsibility for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Sony on this one. Uh, it's all Sony's fault. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, so starting off, we'll we'll start with the person who who's not here to defend himself. Uh, Dave started out by saying that there would be a Medal of Honor, uh, which did not appear, unfortunately. Okay. So no points on that one. Um, he also went with uh, the Getaway Three. Which did not appear. That was ambitious, yeah. Yeah, his his were actually ambitious. They were fun, though, at least, you know? And he did kind of go first. So, you know, little, little point there for him. Can't fault that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remastered Modern Warfare 2, which we all would have loved. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. next year. Um, I Actually, there was very little uh, Activision at all. that You, you got... Uh, Call of Duty very briefly at the Sony presser, but that was it. Mm. Destiny. Um, he al- had Destiny 2. Oh, oh that's okay. true. That's true. Uh, he also predicted a PS Home VR, hmm. which unfortunately did not appear. And LA Noir Remaster, which as far as I'm aware has not um, popped up yet. So no. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to say no on that one. So that's a on second thought though, um the PS Home VR. Depends how much time you spend in Skyrim, really. Yeah. Some of those VR games seemed about as interesting, I think. Um, yeah. But um, I think Rockstar were completely absent, weren't they? I didn't see... No, yeah, I mean, they, they... they tend to avoid E3, to be honest. They, they tend to go for announcements outside. Uh, yeah. They like their uh, random uh, screenshot drops and all that kind of stuff. They're, they got their big news out of the way early uh, before E3, I think, um, with the Red Dead delay. So, Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll carry on to Ace. How, how oh. are you feeling? <laughs> um, 
I can't it's remember not... them, but I th- I'm sure they're all rubbish. And <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, actually. I kind of I brought this up while I was watching the press conference, and I was like, "Man, I can't remember anything I put down." Um, we got Stony a week ago, and we've already forgotten. I well, hey, a lot has happened since then. Well, uh, I came up with so many, and then I kept changing my mind, and I think trying to pick one true. that might actually work rather than um, pipe we, dreams. <laughs> we, we cut out like three or four, and we still gave you an extra one just for the uh, Nintendo event. So, uh, yeah. so you started off with uh, Star Wars: The Return of Star Killer, something or other. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that that did not happen. Yeah. Uh, much to my chagrin, I would have loved to see that. Yeah, never mind. Next week. Uh, yep, you joined uh, up on the uh, L.A. Noir bandwagon and, and suggested L.A. Noir 2. That did not appear. No, no, sadly. Although, uh, I would say that the hope was for a kind of story-based, open-world-ish game with a lot of, I don't know, interactivity. And you could say there was a game that kind of was like that, but completely different setting, which was uh, Detroit. No, I was thinking of Detroit, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, So yeah, that was a shame. That's actually your next one, was that Detroit would uh, be dated for fall of next year. Unfortunately, Detroit was there, but there was no date. Unbelievable. Oh well, we'll see. It's not over yet, is it? They might uh, might slip something out a bit later. But... <laughs> Why they would do it in the spotlight? I, I, unfortunately, I just wrote up that article and I looked as I might. I could not find a, a release date. <sighs> and he famously I... loves the spotlight, so he would definitely get on that stage if he had the opportunity. Okay. Yeah, oh. you know, all the people, I, exp- I I'm surprised that he didn't manage to find a way onto that stage <laughs> and talk about emotions and stuff. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put a, I'll set a note in my diary, and we'll, we'll wait till. Until <laughs> then, and see if it does squeak out in time. <laughs> uh, you said that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Eidos game, would be on stage. Uh, it did not appear at Sony, nor, uh, as far as I'm aware, is Square doing a press conference. So, no luck there. Nah, and then, that's a shame. And then uh, Spider-Man, you predicted, would come Christmas this year. Uh, unfortunately not. It, it uh. looks really far along, but it's not coming until sometime next year. Yeah. Oh, and your 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 Nintendo prediction was F Zero for Switch, and uh, just, <laughs> just so you know, they they announced pretty much everything except for F Zero. Hang on, don't don't ah uh, don't spoil the, the uh, Nintendo conference for me. I, I yeah, I'm like I'm like Prince. I haven't actually seen the Nintendo one, but just what I did, it was on that. Have you seen the Ubi one? I saw you. Yeah, you see, you've seen the Ubi. So you know about the Ubi spoilers incoming Mario game. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I should have said that, which you'd have thought was just as balmy, wouldn't you? But yeah, well, Mario and Rabbids in a game together, and it's I, a strategy game. <laughs> I, I wouldn't it have didn't let you look get away awful. Yeah, it looks. I don't know. Uh, well, it, no, it didn't look awful, and the exploration was nice. And I thought, is it just like a walking simulator? They're just walking everywhere, and then they showed off the. The gameplay, you know, the real thing. We, we switched from exploration mode, you mean just walking around mode, yep, to <laughs> yeah. um, combat mode or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then and then they said, yeah, there's lots of other bits, you know, like different types of weapons and things. But I, I quickly kind of got the feeling, hmm, that's going to get very samey, very boring, awfully quickly. And it was strange. It was strange, I know. It's really sort of pressing the the envelope for what you'd expect of Mario and co, isn't it? But well, I, I think... Fun, that- 
I think it's interesting, yeah. and I know Mario does a lot of alternate different things, but I don't know. I I hope it's a I hope it's a fair way off so that they can work it a little bit more because I think it it needs something else. That, yeah. As it is, just I I think that would get really boring really fast. Yeah. Then maybe I'm not into all that kind of strategy stuff. Maybe. Yeah. It looks like it's got potential. Um, yeah. What I liked was it had like a turn-based approach and like seemingly an RPG core, which means it can potentially be a much more accessible and widely popular version of or alternative to the Mario RPGs or the oh, yeah. uh, like Paper Mario series. Yeah, yeah. So those two, those have been fairly niche um, within the Mario community. So hopefully, this can be more of a spotlight Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, so I'm going to skip Prince and, and and take the spotlight for a second because okay. um, for for dramatic effect. I see. Uh, so <laughs> I've got uh, for for my first one. I said God of War would come this fall. It's not. Yep. It's coming 2018. Okay, but we did actually have God of War appearance and a date. Well, not a date. Um, a, a window, which is good. Yeah, yeah. So well, so I guess I guess we could give. Um, Ace like a half point for Detroit appearing, um, mm. and and we'll give him a half <laughs> for for the the Spider Man thing because for the number of things that we expected to appear at Sony and just didn't show up, um, yeah. I think that's kind of a minor miracle. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the theme with this E three that you have to count the things that actually did appear because there's not much else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I, I guess I'll, I'll take a half point on that. The fact that God of War appeared at all. Um, yeah, I said no, that. I, uh, I said dreams would come this summer. I, I thought that would just be like a, uh, and it's right around the corner, and that did not happen. Um, Where was it? Was it there at all? No, no, no it didn't show up. In fact, there wow. was nothing about it. I, I actually checked what we had for headlines, and there was nothing about dreams at all. There's nothing for Media Molecule at all. That they've not been yeah. there. So unless they appear tomorrow with more stuff, huh. well, they might be. They might be holding on to it. Uh, Presumably, Sony's going to be at Gamescom. Um, Maybe but, if if not, there's definitely PSX in December. Certainly, yeah. But um, uh, Gamescom would be closer because uh, Meteor Molecule is out uh, out across the pond, isn't it? By you guys? Yeah, they're they're a British company, I believe. That's right. Hey. So uh, so maybe maybe Gamescom or something. Um, Sucker Punch uh, Infamous 4 will close out the show, and instead we didn't get any of that, and we got Spider-Man instead. Uh, uh, well, Sucker Punch and I um, uh, forget who is uh, the people that made Spider-Man and... Insomniac. Insomniac. Sucker Punch and Insomniac are like two sides of the same coin in my eyes. They're from the same era, and they have the same structure of doing like a children's game and then like a, like a more... A vicious family game, no action game. Yeah, and and I mean they they are both definitely uh, third person action uh, centric. They're known for that. Mm. So I had I had the right genre. I mean that's pretty close, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I went out on a limb and was disproven before the show even started. Both The Last of Us and Death Stranding will appear again, just to spite everybody. Uh, <laughs> and then like. A day after I made that prediction, uh, Kojima was just like, yeah, Death Stranding's not going to be there. That's what he did, <laughs> despite everybody. Yeah, that was actually the spite. <laughs> it was just to mess with people. Um, and finally, I said that uh, Spyro and Ratchet 2 would return. Um, 
Mm. So I, I got a half point for God of War showing up. <laughs> That's it. Didn't uh, you say about um, the Lost Legacy opening the show? I I think I did, but I don't. You didn't. I, I don't think it was actually. Button, I didn't write it down. I think I was just kind of talking because I, I was a little bit disappointed. Leaving that, so I'm in the wrong on that. Yeah, no, I'm a little bit sad that I didn't put that one down. Now you know. Yeah, it was a good think, opening, though, wasn't it? I think that's because we all knew about that one coming, and we thought it's going to be there. We were probably hoping that they had something up their sleeve to sort of well, open that's... with or close with, but they didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, aside from aside from God of War, um, well, yeah. Well, so three three of my five predictions were for uh, new games and or or you know some some kind of reveal that you know something significant. So, but all right, Prince is uh, going to round it out, and uh, he, he did a little bit better than us by uh, going a little bit simpler. I think uh, you've got God of War at the show, indeed. Uh, Days Gone got more airtime, uh, got quite a bit more. It was a over a seven minute demo. Yeah, that was a brilliant demo, I think. I really liked it. And it showed different sides to the game, which I thought were very interesting. Sides such as Last of Us and Uncharted. (laughs) Yeah, it did very much invoke uh, The Last of Us. Troy Primal with a bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It actually made me think of Horizon quite a bit. Um, Well, all good games. All good. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, you said that GT Sport would get more screen time, right? Uh, I was I was willing to to go into like the pre-show and post-show because there was so little like at the actual show. Mm-hmm. But technically, since you said more screen time, that's not actually true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what happened to GT Sport? I just disappeared. This like so many of these games are like phantom games, like GT Sport and Dreams and um, it, there's some of the other G- ones. Yeah, GT yeah. Sport popped up during the um, d- during the pre-show. Okay. Yeah, it had a trailer in the pre-show. It's supposed to be coming this fall. We'll, we'll mm. see. It was yeah, supposed right. to be coming yeah. last November. So exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Well, and, and it was supposed to come the year before that or something too, wasn't it? I mean, it just... Yeah, it, it actually true. had a specific date for November. I think it was November the 15th or 16th, depending on your region. But yeah. yeah, they then put it back to 2017, and now we're looking at full 2017. In this yeah. amount of time, the Forza series makes two full games rather than a spin-off game. <laughs> well, and that's that's just since it was announced. I mean, they've been working on this for, I mean, since the beginning of the, the generation. So it's... I- uh, my prediction, my prediction, if they didn't have anything to show or to do at E3, they're still obviously knee-deep in it. Yeah. I, d- I yeah. think that's going to go back to 2018. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if they did. make <laughs> PS5. <laughs> yeah, well, it's GT. That's, that's how it goes now, I guess. Uh, you said that Hob would get a release date uh, right. for this year. Uh, Hob did not show at all. In fairness, it is a smaller game. Yep. Um, and then finally, you said Detroit Q1 2018. Uh, we did not receive a date. So That's a big disappointment for me. I think they've really under-delivered on that. But it could be a, a very good game. It could be bigger than the previous games, so we don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, with a whopping two and a half points, you are the winner. <laughs> oh, I really can't feel proud of that, can I? No, no, no. Um, I got a half point. Ace got uh, a full point altogether, and and Dave got a, Dave got a goose egg. So okay, 
Well, all of us were surprised and well, perhaps disappointed. We'll we'll see, won't we? Yes. uh, So we might as well get into the E3 recap. Um, And so perhaps first we should start with uh, overall. What were your impressions of the entire thing? Uh, Why don't we start with Punky since she's been kind of quiet. I I was a bit disappointed on the lack of reveals, to be honest. I was hoping Mm. for more new stuff and, and we didn't get it. We got, well, we, well, we did. I mean, we got six new VR games and I understand that Sony want to push PlayStation VR. Um, but aside from that, we got Monster Hunter World, which is multi-platform. It's not even exclusive. And then we got Shadow of the Colossus. Which is a remake of a remake of an original (laughs) game. Yeah. uh, We, for, new things um we got very little i mean uh, it was horizon zero dawn the frozen wilds which is dlc was officially unveiled but uh, unveiled but we already knew that it was coming they said they were doing dlc so that it wasn't like a a big deal was to be expected Mm. um and then the i mean shadow of the colossus remake that that's great and everything but it's you know quite an old game at this point so that's that's not really much to hang your hat on you know um and and it's been remastered several times already so it might appeal to those um huge fans who weren't able to get into the last guardian certainly i I mean that's not to say that it won't be a a great game but it's like so you've got a a piece of dlc we already knew was coming Mm. uh, a remake of a cult classic uh, you've got Monster Hunter World, which is cross-platform. And then other than that, everything else that was new was a uh, VR title, which they kind of just blew by in a uh, sort of quick montage. Not, not, was, nearly as fast as norm- not as fast as normal, like not like their indie ones that they used to do, but it was still kind of a rapid pace for it, the show. Yeah. It was right. I mean, Bravo Team, you really didn't get much of an idea for. Is that? Is it meant to be sort of squad based? Is it all sort of working together? I mean, I you, no you know, you know, when you're playing that online, you get some kid is just going to go storming straight out there in the middle and get shot. <laughs> that- Actually, the- <laughs> I got vibes of um, uh, Time Crisis, like just oh, the way things were moving game. around. Yeah, I was like, give me a, give me a Time Crisis VR or something. I'm I'm totally down for that. Yeah, and that then, would be a bestseller. Star Child, <laughs> yeah. Star Child was just weird, wasn't it? It starts off with you're in what was it one vehicle or something, and then the character gets out, and there's just sort of a very straight two D left to right platformer for a minute, and then suddenly there's a great big beast chasing you and after you, and then there's a big um, full on mech. Uh, thing behind you, and it just sort of slashes its, it bashes its hand down to protect the the yeah. sort of character on oh, the screen. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, okay." So is this just like I don't know the start screen, and it's it's a mech game? I mean, what what are we supposed to think from that? <laughs> what confused <laughs> me about that was the way the character was running through the level. It was very much like a Metroid game, and then it went like it zoomed in in an action cam, and that was very much Shadow Complex, which obviously was based on Metroid games. So yeah. I was thinking, is this going to be like a n- another Shadow Complex kind of uh, mechanic? And then that, like the boss, like is a friend, and that at that point completely lost me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just okay then. Well, well, we'll see it again next time. Whatever, you know? <laughs> and then the name Star Child gives nothing away at all, yeah. does yeah. it? <laughs> just like. Okay, thank you. Moving on. And then the next one, in, uh, Impatient, which was 
which was quite interesting. When I like the, the the narrative that they were showing there, and the yeah, it's it's obviously uh, another sort Believe of. Believe it or not, Impatient case. is sat in the Until Dawn universe. Um, oh, you okay. wouldn't have realised from the uh, trailer, but it's set thirty years before the events of Until Dawn. It's the same company. It's one of Supermassives. Hmm. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe it's the antagonist of, of um, Until Dawn or something. Mm. Um, That'd be trippy. I think so. The protagonist, um, yeah. Who knows? Um, so that looked particularly interesting. And then, believe it or not, perhaps the most interesting one to me was actually Moss, which was a little mouse thing, and I'm not sure if it's a third-person action. VR game, or if it was, as Ace suggested, perhaps some kind of like god sim where you're trying to guide this mouse somewhere. Yeah, well, it, it certainly seemed to me that you were manipulating the environment for the benefit of the mouse character. So you were yeah. moving things and tilting things, doing stuff. And when you look down, when it looked down into the water, there's this sort of glowy face looking back at you. And I think that is. What you appear in the world. Oh, so that's what I took away from it. Yeah, it's supposed said? to be an action adventure puzzle game, so it, oh, I, okay. I think it looked really interesting, to be honest. Yeah, I, it, was, it was probably the most appealing to me. I mean, Bravo Team looked kind of, I don't know, stock standard. Star Child, I have no idea what was going on. Inpatient seemed kind of interesting in a psychological, whatever way, but it, Moss seemed to be the most interesting of these. Um, over, over, over Skyrim VR, which is you know a six-year-old six game. Um, it's the only thing that kind of showed somewhat interesting, different gameplay, wasn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Bravo Team didn't really sort of zone in on anything that was particularly interesting. Just as a group of you guys, you're standing around getting ready to attack another mm-hmm. group or something, wasn't it? And yeah, Skyrim was just a sort of hack and slash floaty. Sword and shield, and uh, wow, yeah. we, we discussed the hot child, confused everyone. Um, and impatient, it would look good, but it all looked I mean, unless I missed it, it all looked like cutscenes of story. There was nothing, I mean, as a as a minor sidestep, uh, if did you guys catch Bethesda see the uh, Doom VFR uh trailer? What'd you guys think of that? No, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, I was... I missed it, but I'm not a big Doom fan, to be honest. I don't do run and guns. I'm terrible mm. at them. So, yeah, it's not really which, interesting me. Which is kind of what makes it so strange that it's um, the only movement that they appeared to show off was the sort of uh, teleporting around kind of system you've seen with, uh, you know, the motion sickness control or whatever. Um, and so... Rather than walking around, you're like teleporting around and then you're standing there and shooting something and then teleporting somewhere else. And I was like, this is really weird. <laughs> like, this is not really how it's supposed to go. But that That is a strange mechanic that is when I've seen it in games. Really yeah, it's something they have to do. Well, one of the options for what they have to do to make VR work from like a motion sickness point of view mm-hmm. in the current technology. I mean, That's it, true, I mean, it depends on the game, because they used it for Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, and it mm-hmm. worked really well, the the way right. that they did it with the teleportation that um, that the characters had and their other abilities and things. It it did work really well. But then for others, it, it just seems really strange. Mm. Mm. 
I think it really helps when you design your game around it, like in the Rumbles of Ruin situation. Um, the game was clearly designed specifically for this purpose. Yeah. And with um, the same with Star Trek, Star Trek Bridge Crew, of course you can do a Star Trek game where you sit down, but the whole game was locked to your seat so that it would work perfectly in VR. Right. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, yeah. I would love, I would love for them to actually build on that and have the full-on thing. I mean, the only time I've ever felt a bit um, ill with it was um, the Scavengers Odyssey part of PlayStation VR Worlds. But then you are literally jumping around and spinning around and landing on different asteroids, and you've got no—you're just looking at space. So mm-hmm. yeah, doing doing that section, I did feel a bit ill. But um, can't say I've noticed it for any of the other games. Well, maybe the. Lose one, but that's probably down to the speed and <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Far, far point threw me a bit because ah. uh, you've, of course, you've got full three sixty degree movement with that. And I, I first played that standing up and going forward, going backwards, absolutely fine. As soon as I jumped to the side, I jumped with it, and I'm still surprised I didn't wipe out their PlayStation, <laughs> their headset, me, and whatever else I was holding. It, it, ah, it was yes. awful. It took about. 10 minutes for my head to get back to the state it was in. Wow, that's yeah. pretty rough. Um, oh dear. So well, uh, I've, I've bashed a hand up once or twice on the, on the forgetting that there's a wall beside me when, oh, <laughs> when, there, <laughs> when there isn't in the game world. Um. <laughs> the things we're going to have to get used to. Um, so as VR goes, did, did this do anything for you? Because it seemed kind of like if you already had a VR headset, maybe this is all right, but it, nothing particularly appealing, right? I was wondering uh, the same. I'm yeah. I'm not can't say any of those sort of jump at me, but then um, I don't know. I'm, I might see what impatient comes out with, but yeah, yeah. No, none of those appeal sadly, which is a shame because here we go with the um, the extra and the add on. Still, I'll get yeah. um, I'll, I'll get my use at a Star Trek bridge crew out of it. Just hope Ubisoft <laughs> do some DLC for it. <laughs> And I have to admit, from my point of view as well, Impatient again and Moss, but they're not things that I would rush out to buy a headset for. Um, right, right. It's something that, yes, I'm looking at them because I already have the headset, but then okay. they're not headset sellers by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no. Final Fantasy didn't appeal to me at all. All I sat there thinking was I already have Sega Bass Fishing with the fishing rod attachment. Yeah. So I, I'm not fussed about that. Um, the others didn't really appeal either. So Yeah, I feel like the Final Fantasy 15 one is kind of an odd duck because my initial impression is like, it doesn't seem to have a whole lot of overlap with most gamers. It's like fishing. I don't know if maybe it's something that would appeal to, I don't know, like Japanese audiences maybe a little bit more. I was going to say fishing probably. is a really big thing in Japan and you get it in a lot of Japanese games just because it's a like a common hobby. Right. And, you know, I think Final yeah. Fantasy is a little bit more pervasive. It's not quite considered a, a nerdy thing to the, the same way that we look at it. You know, even yeah. in games, it's considered a nerdy thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, so let's put VR aside for a little bit. Uh, we'll run through the uh, order real quick. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, what do we think of that? Good. I thought, good. It, was a, I thought it was a fantastic uh, trailer. Um mm-hmm. I, I guess they showed a lot more this time, and it looked very like they had made a lot of effort over the story. There was 
I think it was kind of spoilery, <laughs> the amount of story yeah. they showed. But it, I suppose it's setting up for the um, the sort of expectation that these two don't have a normal relationship. They're, they have a very complex and mistrusting relationship. And yet, nonetheless, they're constantly saving each other's lives, which you would think would engender trust. But yeah. yeah. Do you know, I love that. That was the bit I, I liked most, I think, about it, was the fact that they were... Yeah, very sort of antagonistic with each other. They weren't sort of, you know, oh, the the best friends from wherever, or the, you know, the, the instant camaraderie from you know, saving one another's life. They, they're still just sort of <laughs> going back and forth, and and the conflict. I I, I was quite attracted to that, and um, mm. looking forward to seeing where it goes. I actually, as someone who's not played the previous Uncharted games, that for some reason that kind Boom. of um, sparked a bit, sparked a bit of interest. Jeez. <sighs> Um, I, I don't know. Well, you know, I kind of got um, Tomb Raider fatigue, I think, and then yeah. Uncharted came out, and it just it it didn't entice me. I can understand that. I suppose it is a contrast to the main games. Now that you mention it, in that all the characters in the main games are either they're cut and dry, they're either like really reliable comrade, or they're just really evil bad guy. And um, like even though Chloe Fraser is was kind of painted as um, sort of unreliable in the end she is just like a very reliable ally so this is i suppose them trying to be a bit more ambitious in their writing i think that that yeah. is coming out a lot these days with heroes isn't it it's not kind of everything's black and white we want more sort of bits of gray and sort of anti-heroes or mm. you know um just wrong place wrong time kind of thing as opposed to yeah this you know perfect hero perfect villain off they go kind of thing you know if done well it adds a lot yeah um so it, it i think it's looking fairly interesting and i do think it's getting to an idea that i think they kind of wanted to have with uncharted 4 which is like how much do we really trust sam and he's always running in his weird directions and mm. you know but that was more of like a he might cause problems than he is like actually an antagonist yeah uh, so it'll be nice to actually have them play with the uh sort of among thieves concept again you know mm. uh did any of you play horizon at all yeah uh, you're the uh the star on that uh, that's okay. have you played no no uh, i haven't touched it someone's uh, new list yeah right uh I, so i mean I saw it and I it looks kind of interesting. Um, it's I don't know the way they pitched it. I think w it was supposed to look a little bit more grand, but it seems pretty compact. Um, I don't know how much they could necessarily do uh, because, you know, the main draw of Horizon was, you know, it's sort of dense, really large open world. So I wonder how much they can actually do with this little DLC. But um, I'm yeah, game for more. Yeah, so that yeah, so that was the the popular um, dinosaur robots, and now we've got frozen dinosaur robots. <laughs> well, yes, it's the frozen, <laughs> frozen um, wasteland. I do believe so. Um, as, as according to the lore, there are some people that live to the north. I think it's the Banuk, and they have like managed to maybe tame some of the robots or something. So I don't know if you'll see more of them. Can you call uh, it tame or train or reprogram or? <laughs> well, 
I don't know if it's necessarily reprogramming. It's more like taming. They're, they're actually kind of spiritual about it. <laughs> so um, I, I don't – yeah, it's a little – hey, you know, when there are robot dinosaurs around, I, I don't question your, you know, systems, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I was wondering about the um, – This sort of thing. Um, the final goal of the DLC it was pointing towards that ominous looking mountain, but I didn't really understand what I was looking at because I haven't played the main game. Is it going to be like a mountain sized boss? Or, I mean, in your opinion, from what you know? Well, so it was kind of strange. Um, so there may be something under the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's my kind of guess is that there's some kind of ruins under the mountain that you're trying okay. to get to and maybe some kind of computer within. Um, Probably like but- a big secret bunker with an EMP. <laughs> or or something and laser um, sharks. I mean, I I actually I I could hazard a guess, but I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, as as for I mean, they did su- heavily suggest that there's some kind of gigantic machine that is at the mountain or protecting mm-hmm. the mountain or something. And they I don't know. They I think ominously suggested that it's what's making those giant clouds of smoke. So. Okay. I mean, I don't know if what that's going to be like. Uh, it should be definitely very interesting. Is that intriguing, that mystery? Uh, to some extent. Uh, I mean, realistically, so it's interesting because on the one hand, I'm interested in how it plays into the story uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, all the different types of robots have different purposes and whatever. So it's like, wh- why does this thing exist? What is it doing? Like, wh- how did it come to be? Uh, but then there's also... Um, the gameplay aspect of it, and obviously with any major, you know, new robot, a big hulking robot, I want to know how I take it down. Like, how do they engage all those different gameplay aspects? Which is really a huge part of what made Horizon so good. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say it's a giant robotic um, Godzilla or um, King Kong <laughs> smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, like the the like split second glimpse that we got, uh, kind of reminded me of like one of the worms from Doom. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe it's something like that. Who knows? Uh-huh. So in a different open world setting, we've got Days Gone. Uh, yes. This one was actually quite long. It was like a seven minute video showing a what looked like a full uh, mission of some kind to go help a guy. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? Honestly, I, really I like thought it was pretty good that they they were able to use such as the zombies as a uh, diversion tactic. You know, there, there are tactics around mm-hmm. managing to use them rather than they're mm-hmm. just something that are out to kill you or something that must be avoided at all times. I thought I thought that was really interesting, and I wasn't expecting the bear either. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, they're kind of like a living yeah, part of I, the environment. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What were you saying, Prince? Uh, kind of like a living part of the environment that you can move. Like, I think of... I mean, other games have done similar things. If I think of things like the relatively unknown game Hydrophobia, it had a central premise of, like, you could break a water tank. Oh, I suppose Bioshock comes to mind. You could, like, break the water and flood the room and stuff like that. Yeah. Spec Ops so The in, Line did it with sand as well. You could uh, yeah. use sand to uh, change your environment and uh, pull out different routes and things. Mm. And then I think of things like Halo when they have two different factions that are warring and you can kind of set them off against each other. 
um, mm. and sneak by. I, in fact, I liked that in that sequence. Um, what he did was he set them off on him. On like they set the two factions off on each other, and instead of like taking that opportunity to start killing everything like you would in most action games of this decade, um, yeah. he snuck away. Like he didn't engage at all. He didn't go for loot. He didn't like try and get some easy kills. He just had a mission yeah. to go for. My my sort of reading of that was so my my first reaction when when he you know burst the dam or wall or whatever it was. Um, mm was they started streaming through and attacking people. And I was like, so they're ignoring him. Is it just that he's in a perfect position? Is it semi-scripted, like you broke the thing, so here they come, they attack the other guys? Or maybe part of the reason why they're ignoring him is because now you've got, you know, all of these freakers streaming in and this group of 20 people shooting guns and crap out at them and drawing yeah. their attention. So if if it's that, that last one, then him actually engaging would be problematic. It would probably draw attention, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's probably that latter one, yeah. If it is, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of, it's it's contrary to what you're used to after all this time. Like, you clear a whole room. Like You go about it any way you like, but in the end, you always clear the whole room. Yeah. Uh, whereas now, maybe you have other things on your mind. Certainly. I mean, they might have alluded to it at the end there, where the bear's there, and does he step on a twig or something, and or he kicks knocks a can? can I think. No, yeah, yeah he knocks a can, and then the bear, so that just gets the attention of the bear, just comes after them, <laughs> and you can like, oh, great, well done, you did that. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just kind of taking the, the stealthy um, bits and, and and attention and 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 different ways of. Uh, of distracting and using the environment and the other baddies against each other and then obviously putting that onto quite a popular franchise that's uh doing well but uh mm-hmm. um before before the sequel of that one comes out then um getting <laughs> getting it somewhere else yeah um not bad so i, I certainly see a lot of a lot of potential Pops, in that one yeah. um just as a, a side note because i was um doing a little digging and the part with the ambush about halfway through where he's riding yeah. and they, uh, he shoots the wolf or whatever. I think you're, I think we're thinking the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he drives into uh tripwire and uh, gets mm. knocked off of his uh, bike and then sort of gets ambushed by these two guys. Um, I think two guys. And mm. uh, so it turns out that uh, from, from what I was reading that that's actually uh, sort of dynamic. I mean, obviously in this instance it was scripted, but uh, that uh, that apparently just happens dynamically. So that kind of stuff is just going to be present in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you gotta you gotta just kind of look out. Obviously, it's one of those things. It's uh, how well do they do it? Because you know they they want you to be able to anticipate that kind of stuff, and very often that tends to go too far in that direction. So you pretty mm-hmm. much after a couple of times, you know exactly when it's coming. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, it's a little bit smarter. But. In The Last of Us, there was a scene where it's part of the story, and it's very tense, and it's a brilliant scene, but um, obviously that's the opposite of dynamic. It's fully scripted, and yes. if that kind of structure can be expanded into the open world, the playable world, then that's something that's, very new. That, that's I, the vibe I got off it, too. Was like I was like, oh, man, I feel like I've seen this in The, in the Last of Us, this whole yeah. scripted ambush scene thing, and then I was reading, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty much completely dynamic. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. Do you know, it, I got a real sort of Walking Dead vibe from that, especially the last season where there's been, I think, almost a, a different um, 
uh, ambush in every episode, isn't there? You've had um, sort of roadblocks. You've had <laughs> big big piles of sand that then turn out to have a load of zombies and things inside of it. Okay. I would I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't loads of those uh, sort of variations in in the game. But there's probably going to be so many, and they just sort of randomly happen, won't they? And you'll soon yeah. probably pick up on the different types. But even so, they're still quite quite good, interesting. I must say, I'm surprised he managed to take that so well. I suppose didn't yeah. get sort of split in two or uh, sort of a bit more yeah, seriously no, injured than, than just sort of winded. Well, <laughs> it like, yeah, he's a badass then. <laughs> uh, that's nothing. <clears throat> just hang on a minute. Just get, just get my breath. And I love it how the guys just sort of saunter on over to him. Just, just give him a minute to catch his breath, you know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Head off a motorbike with no motorbike gear. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then just pull out the handy knife and oh, straight into that one. Dispatch him rather quickly. No trouble. He was such a badass that at the end as well, when that when his mate kicked the can over, I was half mm. expecting not to scroll out completely, but just to wait. And he turned around and go, right, you knocked it over. You can deal with the bear. I'm off now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one you did like... to yourself. <laughs> Those two are probably close or something, because he did go way out of his way to go and save him. Like did, he seemed like a little brother, kind of. I thought he did him. say something, brother, friend, or yeah. He, he is a friend of some kind, according to um, what they were saying. Oh, he said he was valuable, didn't he? Is he the only one who can rebuild a carburetor? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, in that case, <laughs> well, it's probably hey, his mechanic. It's who you bought the bike from. <laughs> yeah, right. You need a new one now. <laughs> Um, yeah. One thing I did want to say, which is uh, pretty much my only reservation at this point, is that um, in the scene where he was knocked off the motorbike and he was fighting in close quarters, and especially when he was pushed up against the tree or pushing the other guy against the tree, um, I think uh, maybe you noticed or maybe you didn't, um, I think the graphics sort of took a bit of a dive on that and um, it made me, obviously it's not finished gameplay, but it made me think perhaps yeah. this doesn't have the same polished. I mean, it kind of, that was my moment of breaking the illusion of this being like The Last of Us. It was me thinking maybe this doesn't have the same kind of polish. Because you have to remember that Naughty Dog is a mammoth at this point, especially at, when they made The Last of Us. Um, oh, yeah. So I, they probably, we shouldn't hold that comparison too close because it's a little bit unfair on any other developer. Yeah, well, I, I think Sony, at least with the, their uh, first parties, has been pretty aggressive with polish because uh, Horizon was like that, too. It was, uh, it was For an open-world game, it was remarkably polished. Uh, it did have some bugs, but it's open-world, you know? I mean, um, and so I imagine it's probably going to be uh, pretty similar. And, I mean, if that's all you noticed, I didn't even notice it. Uh, this is a game that, at this point, has no release window, and they're they're announcing that these games are being released in early 2018 or later in 2018 or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this might be a 2019 game in their show. Oh, no, don't say it. I think it's good to be realistic with yourself. Yeah. yeah. But I think this is probably literally the game out of this list that I'm most interested in. So, well, yeah. actually, Spider-Man, a possible exception. But, um, yeah, yeah, this, I think, may be another... If it goes well, it could be another mammoth in the industry. Yep, yep. Agreed. I think so. I mean, like you said, The Last of Us has just got such a good following. Um, Walking Dead, Telltale series and things. Um, uh, you know, it's 
it's still quite relevant, isn't it? And people are really into that sort of thing. So if they can they can do it well and they can bring a different um, slant to the gameplay and another really good story, another good world, characters that you get engrossed with, it's it's yet more gold from uh, absolutely um, from developers, and that's that's what people want. I'm a bit shocked by uh, what. Uh, Microsoft's view coming out on on some of the things they said where sort of story games are yeah. uh, are dying off, and I'm like, what? Are you crazy? We're, yeah, we're, yeah, right. so, we're so gasping we... for some proper ones, you know. And yeah, yeah, that's where the, that talent does can uh, fall so, towards the Sony side. In the complete opposite direction of what you just said, uh, they showed Monster Hunter World, mm. uh, which, <laughs> as far as as far as I'm aware, Monster Hunter is not usually big on its story, just mostly on its killing of really big creatures. Uh, any any of you play Monster Hunter? Unfortunately, no. Um, but uh, I do hold it in high regard uh, yes. as something for other people. Like the same way you'd look at World of Warcraft or something uh, else that you don't play, but you know is worthy of it. Yeah. I played the demo of the third one, um, so I spent about 10 to 15 minutes with it. But unfortunately, that demo was aimed at people who'd already played Monster Hunter, and I oh, hadn't. Dear. And I hadn't got a clue. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, really I didn't really get on well with it. But it's it's one of those games I wouldn't mind trying at some point. From what I understand, that's usually how Monster Hunter is, just regardless. It's like you kind of have to have like a, a Sherpa to show you through the <laughs> beginning of Monster Hunter so you can get used to it. Uh, but... It it looked interesting, I guess. Uh, swinging around and roasting meat and fighting weird T Rex monsters. Mm. Okay, I'll take this opportunity to um to to speak positively about it, I guess, from the outside because um, Monster Hunter has been a huge deal on Nintendo oh, yeah. consoles um, over the past few years, and though um, it has had uh, PlayStation entries, I think it's really peaked. Um, it's become it's gone from like a niche. Uh, like a sort of geeky series in previous years to now being something that's pretty huge. Um, and although it's not as big in the West, um, certainly I think it's gaining traction. Um, all that to say that it's the multiplayer really that makes it shine. It's absolutely the way that you team up with friends and with strangers. And you, it's again, like Warcraft, it's like the raiding aspect of it's all raids all the time. Exactly. But also you can play alone, and that was really shown off in this um, trailer. The main character, like the whole trailer, if I remember right, is just him. Yeah. So. Uh, what were you saying, Punky? Um, yeah, as far as the co-op goes, one thing they're actually trying to do this year as well is usually they split off the Japanese fa- um, fan base and they split mm-hmm. off the West into two different okay. parties. This year, they're actually, un- well, this game, they're actually uniting them again. So um, Japan and the West will be able to play together. Fantastic. Aww. Ain't that nice? Yeah. Uh, maybe loads of players then. That's good. Yeah, Ooh. so... I may have sounded a little bit disparaging about Monster Hunter, but realistically, personally, I consider Monster Hunter a, a, a console mover, sort of, uh, for handhelds, really. But uh, there are, from what I understand, a lot of people that, that buy, you know, Nintendo handhelds mm-hmm. and buy them for Monster Hunter. So It was successful both on 3DS and on Wii U, because it got, like, an enhanced true, versions yeah, on Wii U. Yeah, yeah. So people, people yeah, I, buy I've... hardware for it. Yeah, I find it interesting that it's no longer a Nintendo exclusive. Mm, that um, surprised me in a way. Yeah, 
I mean, the, it, the last three, four have been Nintendo exclusive because mm-hmm. they, they had, what, Monster Hunter 3 uh, Ultimate, that was 3DS and Wii U. Then Monster mm-hmm. Hunter 4 and Ultimate, that were 3DS. Um, Monster Hunter Generations, which was 3DS. And then there's uh, Monster Hunter XX. I'm assuming they're calling it Monster Hunter 20. Maybe not. Um, but uh, that's 3DS and Switch. And yeah. now, of course, you've got this one that's moved away from that. It's not even appearing on Nintendo. It's Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Interesting. That is surprising. Uh, it was originally a Sony exclusive for a little while. Or, or am I making that up? I think I think that's probably true. I mean, it was on things like PS2, but like I say, it wasn't a big deal back then, um, like in the the mainstream consciousness. Whereas nowadays, yeah, the, it's much the first game was actually a PlayStation 2 exclusive. Mm. So the series did actually originate on PlayStation. So in a way, it's gone back full circle. Mm. Mm. And it's certainly going to look an awful lot better on PS4 than it has ever looked on a Nintendo platform. Yes, yeah. It's going to look fantastic. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I was not inspired by how that game looked, really. Uh, well, maybe I, I'm just contrasting to what you've seen of 3DS uh, gameplay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, <laughs> so, it's still heavy on the sort of uh, role-playing, sort of statistical strategy side of things, is it? Yeah. Or is it? Or is it, do you think it's going to be, be a bit more action Less, um, less of the sort of hit points and and powers and values, and they can't get too far away from that stuff. Mm, I think those are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's to tend to be where I kind of switch off, unfortunately. So, uh, Shadow of the Colossus is getting what appears to be a remake. They're not calling it a remake; they're just calling it Shadow of the Colossus. But uh, it it is uh, very. very pretty. <laughs> yeah. I think it's being the, made by Bluepoint. Uh, Bluepoint and Japan Studio. It's yeah. a collaboration. And they're calling it... Well, in, in the blog, they said it's being lovingly rebuilt. So it take like that to mean what you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so do we think that maybe The Last Guardian didn't do quite well enough and this is like, yeah. something they've got, they can do, they can get out there? They think they can get a bit more in because obviously he's going to be shattered from doing that and a long way off doing like a, a new one. Well, I'm I sure that it. with um, with their games, with how very different they are, they're not exactly going for success. I mean, after the first two and they knew that they didn't have very good sales, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that they had doubled down into their artistic style and that's why they made The Last Guardian to be exactly what they wanted it to be regardless of... Um, criticism i suppose and that came at a cost definitely um mm. but i'm sure that i mean this probably like you say is a, a bit of a fundraiser for the next one so that they can do it sure. however they want to do again it it, it absolutely is that um mm. I, I don't think it has really any tie to the last guardian uh if anything i was thinking i was thinking about it in my head that maybe it had been greenlit before last guardian came out and that's why it ended up getting made <laughs> uh, but mm. I, I don't think that that timeline necessarily fits. Mm. But it's uh, interesting how they pick this one. Do you think that that kind of puts a mark as this is the best of all three? Well, I think I think that's pretty universally accepted. Yeah. So mm. nice that, to that, sort of put a pin in that and just say yeah, it's kind of yeah. definite. Even they know that. 
<laughs> Bluepoint is basically um, a porting studio, but yes. one of the best. Um, they're the ones behind the God of War collection, which is universally praised. And of course, the um, uh, I didn't want to say out loud that Ico and Shadow of the Colossus collection, because everyone obviously it's controversial how you pronounce that, but um, mm. it was the they made that collection, and that was a fantastic collection on PS3. Um, also, Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Again, oh, a good one. So, I mean, really, they. Oh yeah, I mean, it's in good hands then. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you want a yeah re- remake or a remaster, you go to them. If you want a story driven game, you go to Telltale. You want a Lego game, <laughs> Take Two. You know, yep. they're, they're they're up there on the chart of go tos for mm. developers. They're they're the ones that you definitely should shed a tear if they ever went. Yeah, like Studio Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I okay. went there. I, I yeah, dragged the tone down. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, so, speaking of really big creatures, uh, there was God of War, which is coming early 2018, if I remember correctly. Uh, any any thoughts on that? Uh, I found it, I don't know, pleasing to see more gameplay, but I felt a little less, I don't know, I was a little underwhelmed by it, I guess. I was going to say, I thought a lot of people would have been really, really excited for that one. Uh, not being a huge God of War fan myself, I thought, hmm, I wonder if that's enough for people, of the fans. Because, hmm, yeah, a bit underwhelming. Yeah. I mean... I'm wondering where exactly... Sorry. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, I I was wondering, actually, where the serpent fitted in, to be honest, because, I mean, the serpent has obviously come out to help them. Um... Was yeah. I the only one who thought the serpent actually looked a bit like him? You know, it got the white, it got the red, it even got a little beard. Ooh. <laughs> no, I, I didn't think about that, but I'll, I'll clearly have to go back and look. <laughs> I can't uh, recall, thing, because um, it, at it, that point... Well, you go ahead and finish that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering if there might be something, you know, if that might play quite a vital part in the story, really. I mean, it could mm. be just it was mm. a coincidence, you know, just something they chucked in. But uh, Or maybe I was just imagining things in my tired state. But, you know. <laughs> well, God of War has always had this sort of mythological and sort of spiritual aspect to it. So it very well could be some kind of nemesis ghost coming for him. Especially the earlier games when he was constantly haunted by the shadows of his past. So, yes, I think that's also a theme here. I mean, I'm not um, an expert on the God of War uh, lore, but um, the way that he's looking after his son now is obviously um, going to be haunted by his lost family from the from his origins, and so he's trying to keep this, uh, trying to look after his son in spite of the ever-looming shadow of having lost his previous family and um, and at least l- losing somebody else the the his son's mother you know mm. and his he son is also somebody. supposedly cursed so there's a threat of losing okay. him too yep yep uh, rough life but yeah. i was thinking um i i literally typed the words last night um at 2:40 a.m. you know you're tired when god of war is sending you to sleep <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it like was a pretty, the most action-packed, gory, over-dramatic game. It's sending me. I'm going to sleep. It was kind of a mellow demo, though. By yeah, comparison. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I was uh, really interested in at one point he had somebody's head on his belt and I wanted to know what the hell was up with that. So we didn't we didn't get anything on <laughs> that one. It was mostly yeah. him just bashing things with his shield. Yeah, it was quite mild, wasn't he? Except for the one thing he split in half with his axe. But um, yeah, yeah it, it it was quite. <laughs> it 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 really did like a tired old man God of War just sort of swinging the hatchet around. Whereas I'm sort of remembering in his heyday, he had things on chains he would swing around and split people apart and twirl mm. all around. You know, I thought, mm, oh, I guess he's getting on a bit. You know, I was expecting to hear like a crack or him then saying oh I've slipped a disc you take him on son you know (laughs) we might even see an Indiana Jones kind of thing where he finally passes the torch over yes then they'll be called son of war (laughs) which which Indiana Jones torch are we passing here from Sean Connery to Harrison Ford or from Harrison Ford to Shia LaBeouf Mm. I think that's the important question (laughs) I guess yeah right (laughs) Neither seemed to go terribly well, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do we think of what looks to be uh, the uh, partner-based gameplay where it looks like you're going to be uh, looking after your kid during fighting and stuff? Uh, he plays a role in it. Hmm. Well, he's capable, it all, isn't he? I guess. I, I don't know. Given that he has he has a bow and arrow, right? It's kind of got like Zelda vibes. Um in that she never lets you down when she's uh, using her bow. I mean, I was I was going to go something, well, a little bit of The Last of Us, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. She, That's also good. Um, yeah, she yeah. is the weak and vulnerable one, but nonetheless, she, she's always there, like, chipping in and never letting you down. I mean, this game could have been inspired by The Last of Us at this point, because Last of Us came out in um, 2013, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Old man protagonist remembering the losses of his heyday absolutely yeah. to start a new family. how much you want to bet that this kid can't swim uh, <laughs> they're like like you pick up ladders and you put them somewhere i'm out yeah that's what the boat is for he can't swim. That's what the, yeah that's what the boat's for yeah oh, man. Mind you, aren't they heading for a waterfall at one point i don't know or it just looked like they're a bit close maybe but um I, I, wasn't he i think I think he was out there to get rid of that magical axe, wasn't it? Which, I mean, I, I haven't played yeah. that, forgive me, but I don't, I don't remember him having a magical axe before. I thought it was too mm. kind of, that yeah, like, lords on. That's new, okay. I'm so Viking like style. style. Yeah. yeah. So it's a new weapon he's got, and, and we're introduced to him wanting to chuck it away at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. well, he, yeah he wants to leave it behind, I suppose. But giant yeah. serpent, no, 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 you take that, you fight, you take your son with you. Oh, okay then. I want Road to help trip. you kill more things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, out of this showcase, one of the other highlights for me, at least, was Detroit. Uh, that got about a six-minute video of a new playable character, Marcus. It's the third and final playable character in the game. Uh, we did not really get a release window for this, which I was a little bit disappointed. I, I expected this was uh, getting pretty close, but nothing in that regard. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Is that main character... Well, not main character. Is that character who is featured the most in the video? Uh, is that like a, a model of Jesse Williams? Uh, actually, it's Jesse Williams. Yeah, okay. He I is actually playing that character. Play. Yeah. That was my first reaction, too. I was like, hey, it sounds a little bit different. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's actually him. Uh, which... 
uh, if you keep up with his sort of civil rights activism and whatever, it makes it a very apt, uh, very um, appropriate casting. <laughs> Actually, I think it's what you mean, like a a metaphor. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the well, David Cage has always been very much into telling deeper stories in his in, in his universe. So that sort of uh, robot plight here, which has obviously started with them. Um, what was it the demo Cara. originally was called Kara? Was it? Yep, Cara. Yeah. So from that inkling, um, they've really developed in, into this, and I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see if we get on the side of the robots or not, because I guess we're always going to be playing as robots. Yeah, uh, there are three playable characters. You've got Kara, uh, okay. Connor, who who was the uh, protagonist of the demo from last year with the. Uh, was it the negotiation? The negotiation, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then th- this is Marcus. He's going to be the third playable character. And they said oh, okay. that he was the last of them. So th- they're all of the playable characters appear to be androids. Hmm. And uh, so this character goes around kind of waking up the robots to uh, join its cause, I suppose, or something. Yeah, it certainly seemed that way, didn't it? I'm going to assume because of the different gameplay we foot, uh, footage was seen, you know, this trailer was completely and utterly different in time to last year, that maybe mm. each of the characters has their own specialities, you know, they've yeah. got their own their own traits. So this this one's more upfront, he's about combat, you know, he's about getting involved, whereas Connor last year was all about sort of trying to negotiate his way out of the situation, talking to people. Um yeah, I'm hoping there is different different things like that because I, I mean they they focused on as well being able to play the game your way because mm-hmm. they had that uh, situation where you could choose to go for cover or you could choose to blend into the background or you could choose to directly confront them. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the one where it's like both of them kissing against yeah. the uh, bus yeah. station? Yeah. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> I was the moment I was just thinking of. Yeah. I was sitting there like, so is the little blue thing on the side of their head going to throw, you know, it's like, maybe it's small enough that they wouldn't notice. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I think I heard last year that they were mentioning something along the lines of each of them has sort of their own uh, specialty. Uh, so I, I do think I heard something along those lines. Well, that structure does uh, sound exactly like Heavy Rain. Um, yes. I wonder if you get to choose your character or if each character goes on different missions like heavy rain uh yeah it seems like it's slightly broken up but i'm sure that it's going to be one of those you know three different stories intertwining and interweaving yeah all probably. Plays. I, di- I didn't see that thing from last year i'm gonna to have to look it up now but this was my first sort of experience with the game and i, I was fascinated by it in in this conference so mm. i was interested in every little bit and the 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 dramatic story and obviously that you can a lot of parallels to real world and, and situations and things. And it, it was quite interesting to get into that narrative. And then they, they showed you all the options, but yeah. I was quite surprised how you know, we, we didn't get an explanation for how he sort of awakens the other androids. But um, yeah. what I found quite funny was, you know, he touched them all when their color changed. And then he's like, right, I've set you free. You can now think for yourselves and do everything. I'll follow you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow me. We'll follow you. I just like, there was just this second of stunned silence and you you could just see it on his face and he's like i don't think that's what i intended but yeah we'll go with that let's go yeah yeah that was very strange Um, Uh, 
Yeah, I actually so. think that um, last year's uh, Detroit presentation is probably still worth watching now. And um, yeah. like uh, we've said, it's a different tone, so you'll see a different side of the game. And, um, that's well, it's quite a long one though, but you know, it's worth it, I guess. Yeah, it looked. Uh, this one looked pretty robust, so uh, I'm kind of hopeful. I, I hope it is really actually this dense. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they didn't spend a lot of time on what they only said once was you can do it differently and then it kind of rewound and then they did it but I'm guessing that's not a mechanic of the game then the not sort of usually. jumping back that's just like saying it. yeah not not as in like um, you know, Life is Strange or anything like that it's yeah. just, it might not be a bad idea yeah mm. but the the way that it was done in Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls um it was kind of it encourages you to just play on um, through yeah. your choices and see how it plays out. And obviously, you can save and quit, or quit without saving and try again if you like. But the idea is basically you you like dynamically live the story, and when things don't quite go your way, say like you're in a fight and you slip up, and then you cut your hand or whatever, then you sort of live with the consequence of that, um, mm. like just to see how it plays out, not because you have to, but because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, uh, finally, uh, they wrapped up the show with Spider-Man, and that one looked it looked pretty scripted, I guess. Uh, it was very acrobatic, lots of running around, swinging around, and all sorts of things, but it did feel kind of scripted. Uh, are we at all concerned? Um, I, mean, I think, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be around the part of the beginning of the game and the tutorial bit, isn't it? Maybe just following, like, you've just been given the basic instructions and this is the first mission. So you'd, you'd probably yeah. expect it to be quite scripted to some degree. But unless that mini-map was just there for, for kicks, you'd, you'd hope that it does suggest you can move around and, and there is that world. But you're, you're going to be jumped into slightly scripted story bits. But I think there was still quite a bit of room for for maneuvering there you could have um swung around and snuck up in in different ways but um i guess you know it's a bit boring just to watch someone sort of wander around a city doing like uh, little side quests and missions you know you you want to you want to show off a nice set piece don't you so they they did definitely get enough air that you could see over the city and it Mm. was massive i mean i don't know if you can get into like all that but that was huge that was a proper New York City. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking from all the previous Spider-Man ones they've done. You know, it's it, it seems to match a lot with those. Obviously, it, the graphics look even better. Um, but yeah, it's it it. I think it's open world, but I think there are going to be story missions that are going to be a, a bit more scripted and, and action packed in them just by design. Yeah. The only thing that did concern me a little, I mean, I, I've, I don't really play Spider-Man games, and I'll be honest, this one did actually interest me quite a bit with, with the way the combat panned out. But the thing that really did strike me was how scripted that combat seemed to be. There seemed yeah. to be very little 
sort of, okay, you can take down this guy this way, or you can hang him up with your web over here. You know, it was literally like, right, we're going to take them down this way. We're going to swing the beam out. We're we're then going to take down the helicopter and that's got to be taken down this way. You cannot take it down any other way. And you've got all of these quick time events as well. And I'm just kind of hoping that the game isn't just going to be full of these quick time events, that there is going to be some element of you can play it your way. I mean, mm. it is Insomniac, so it's got to be, right? I mean, it can't be like that. So the, the kind of mid-boss, the big guy that jumps out of the helicopter and attacks mm. him, you can see him knocking the Spider-Man on his on his um, backside a couple of times. So, you know, it 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 was um, it was sort of real gameplay, and, and, and the, there was different ways um, they could do it. But uh, yeah, I suppose, and the whole time before that, in the in the just the area right before that, there's a section where the reticle keeps focusing on. I think it's like a drum in the background. It keeps having the L1 prompt there. So I think there were other options he could have done, but he was obviously just trying to go for you know stylish, sort of impressive, the most dramatic. Yeah. So dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. Speaking speaking of being dramatic, uh, we caught Miles Morales at the end. Uh, I was uh, kind of excited about that. I don't know if you'll actually be able to play as him or if he will fo- factor into the story because that would be really cool. I don't know. I've always been a Peter Parker one personally, but I suppose if there's a possibility of having two Spider Man at the same time, right. that that would be cool. Yeah, it's but just. There's, it's- there's so many ways you can do that. There's like alternate yeah. realities, Spider-Man, there's Spider-Man from the future. There's that, you know, the, there's so many others you can do, this but is... I suppose if you want to try and keep it somewhat grounded in reality, you've got to start a bit more simpler, I suppose. But, um, but I, the one thing that I was disappointed in that for a Spider-Man game, he didn't talk enough and he didn't quip, which is and something when... that, Sony has been told about in their films. They said, "Come on, you've got to, you got, you, you know." And what we've seen from Homecoming, fantastic casting, mm-hmm. and brilliant sort of energy and and uh, sort of teenager yeah. um, comments and replies. I thought that's brilliant. And then we see this game, and I'm just thinking, "Uh, it's not there." But then there was a suggestion, I think, by someone else that he's. He's maybe a bit older because of yeah. uh, Miles being there. Maybe this is a, a senior Peter and a younger Miles, and maybe maybe it does tend to lead to a, a torch passing. But um, I still but, would have liked him to had his his comedy. That that's as much of Spider Man as like the web slinging. Absolutely, me. yeah. So I mean, there. So two things. One, it looked like they were trying to get that quippiness with him talking to. Um, Wilson Fisk on the phone, but it was like cringeworthy. It was just it was, work. yeah, then, it was not good enough. And, and then if if there's going to be torch passing, and we're thinking this is the beginning of the game, does Peter Parker die? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think I think that would be like if that actually happened, that would be of the the caliber of um, Metal Gear Solid Two, except on a properly pop culture level. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe okay, retire. So, I don't think you could you could you could ever do that. Are you saying that at the start of Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear dies? I can't believe it. <laughs> Metal Gear is so important to that game. I know, right? Yeah. So that's that that wraps up all the stuff for Sony. Uh did we have any interest in getting into the uh uh third party stuff? There wasn't really much there that I found an I- interesting. Not that there was much, but mm. 
the what was it marvel versus capcom infinite looked pretty mm. interesting but i think i guess that's just like window dressing the story elements are not really yeah as as much as they appear to be as that's what I was thinking. I thought, oh, this is looking really good. And then I thought, ah, it's another beat 'em up. That yeah. story is probably that's probably it. We've probably seen the entirety of the story there from all those cutscenes. That that is it, pretty much. And then they just have a big battle, and then yeah, it's over and won. You know. <laughs> um, I I would love that kind of game that wasn't a beat 'em up. That was an actual adventure game and a bit more sort of paced out. But uh, you know, the closest we're going to get to that anytime soon is probably more Lego games based on yeah. the, the Marvel MCU. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, anyways, that is the uh, showcase for Sony this year. Uh, I think we found it a little bit uh, underwhelming, but there was a lot of information, and hopefully by PSX we'll have a lot more precise uh, release dates. And uh, even though even though you might say it's somewhat disappointing, uh, we did have a lot that were really exciting. So yes. Maybe quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing new, mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's just a matter of Sony kind of backed themselves into this corner because they didn't really have anything coming out fall last year. So mm-hmm. they kind of projected even further, I think, last year, and mm. which is why we've got so little new stuff now. Like the mm. top three, top four games here are the ones that they announced last day 3 Right, and and they're still not coming for the most part until uh, next year. Mm. Yeah, it's not great. Having said that, Gran Turismo is supposed to be out this fall, and they put that in the pre-show. Mm. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. did have some some decent stuff in the uh, the pre-show. They showed some uh, Nino Kuni, uh, GT Sport, uh, amongst other things. I, I didn't. Nino unfortunately, Kuni I didn't know that. November. Yes, uh, November tenth, I believe. Uh, it, which they they released a trailer, so I would definitely check that out. Um, it's a, Do you think they're maybe keeping quiet because of a certain other rival console major announcement that they sort of thought we we might not want to go double down this year? Oh, I see. I so because Possibly. of the Xbox One X Scorpio um, focus, you think they don't want to be under the shadow? Uh, or just like... So- yeah, not even go up to bat, just sort of, yeah, you you take your turn, and we'll we'll come back afterwards. I mean, they, <laughs> they could be, but I don't really see the point of doing that unless they've got something to counter, counter Scorpio, um, or the Xbox. Uh, so, I mean, I really, the solution to that is just to overwhelm it with games. It's like, it's not, it's not like Microsoft even really came out that strong with games that are coming out this fall. So you could just bury them in an avalanche if if you had the the proper games. There's just mm. nothing coming out. It's going to be kind of a quiet fall, it looks like. And yeah, I think I think we were hoping for a nice big VR hitter, weren't we? Yeah, I suppose they've already come out, haven't they? Most of them. Yeah. Come to think of it, um, those four games and probably uh, a number of those VR games are, as far as I know, genuine exclusives. Um, yeah. Which is, in many ways, more than can be said for the so-called exclusives at Microsoft uh, conference, which were basically all plastered with console exclusive or um, launch exclusive, like caveats, caveats on every exclusive. Yeah, well, I mean, it, if you look at it, uh, at the list, so we've got uh, nine, so eight 
if you take out Monster Hunter World, but then you've got uh, Final Fantasy 15, which is, I mean, it's a VR game, so it's not technically, I, I imagine, well, is it out on PC? Because it could probably appear on PC. You've got Skyrim, which will obviously appear on PC, but mm-hmm. definitely not on Xbox right now. Uh, and then you've got the others, I mean, are kind of in the same boat. So you, you're looking at uh, over a dozen games that are like actual legit exclusive console exclusives, at least. Mm. So now that Microsoft's taken up the moniker of the world's most powerful console, it's only going to have to drop that from their marketing or they're going to cling on to it for a couple more months. Till November. Uh, as long as you can say it, why not? You know. <laughs> yeah. do, do you think they're going to get right? Come on, come up with a pro two now. <laughs> nah, I, I think we. Uh, they probably take next year off and then they uh, go with the PlayStation Five in uh, 2019. Uh, I've heard that theory also, and I don't look forward to it. I mean, it has merit; it could be true, but I hope it's not. Yeah. I think that's what what ends up happening. I think they want to. Microsoft is specifically positioning itself as a, and, and it's kind of strange that they're doing this as not being a new console generation. Uh, with a, despite the fact that the price tag is almost exclusively a new console generation, like mm-hmm. it's it's two and a half times more expensive than their current model that. You have to have the the power to back it up, and they're downplaying that, if anything, when they talk about how, oh, well, it's the Xbox One family, yada, yada, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't really – I think Sony's big play is to say, no, this is a console generation and kind of strike back. Mm. But it's strange, isn't it? Normally, Sony has always had the most powerful console, haven't they, in the generations that they've dealt well, with? It's debatable. Well, I mean, the Xbox, I think, the original was more powerful than the PS2. Mm. But anyways. Um, Punky, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I've yeah, got a question for you. You're okay. the news manager. Do you have any news on the PlayStation 5? <laughs> no. Okay, no. well, there you have it. No, my, my crystal ball <laughs> is failing me at the moment, I'm afraid. The PlayStation 5 unconfirmed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think with... E3 sort of behind us. Obviously, you should stick onto the site and check things out, see how, you know, we're, we're going to be doing all sorts of new stuff. There's just, there's mountains of news. So definitely Lots check out the news. site. Yeah, we, we haven't even, like, we this is the tip of the iceberg so far. I mean, We've poked yeah. it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah the, I mean, there's still lots of the multi-format um, games, isn't there? You know, you've got... You got more um, footage of Sonic Forces. There's that big Beyond Good and Evil two announcement. Yep. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Not yeah. safe for work trailer, but that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, Ubisoft brought it quite well, I thought. And um, hey ho, we still might eventually see um, South Park, the un- unmentionable. Um, that, that's actually got a date, I think, South Park. Isn't that uh, coming out? That's yeah. coming out at the end of this year. October yep. 22nd, I believe. If I, yeah. if I remember my dates correctly. Yeah, something Sounds like that. Right. Yep. Right. I've got it in my calendar. <laughs> it's in so, October the 17th. It's October it. the 17th. <laughs> so close. So, yeah. Plenty there to look forward to and get them on PlayStation. <laughs> Obviously, and and Assassin's Creed and all that kind of stuff, and it's all it'll all be avalanching down the 
uh, front page. So you should check back probably every five minutes just to make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah, I think mm. Ubisoft wants you to be thinking about Assassin's Creed all the time until it's released. So. Yes, I believe so. In fact, they just want you to think about how this Assassin's Creed is being made by the people that made Black Flag because they, mm-hmm. they were very adamant to bring that up several times. I think they're streaming uh, right now, probably, no matter yeah, when you're probably. listening. You know what, they, they've got a lot to answer for with that one, though, because now we're going to be inundated with pirating games. <laughs> yes, yes Skull and Bones, perfect example. It's Assassin's Creed Black Flag without the assassins. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and all multiplayer, and how much you want to bet it'll have... Not this one. Probably after the second one, it'll be annualized. And we saw more Sea of Thieves that's still coming, and... Yeah, Yeah, we're going to be absolutely pirated out by (laughs) the end of next year. There's plenty of news on uh, True Achievements, obviously, if you want to catch up on that news. Uh, Just as an aside, um, regarding the Pirate's Boats thing, Mm -hmm. um, do you remember the game I said I played last time? Uh, Sly 3 Mm -hmm. Um, that game is from like 2001 or something ancient and um, that game has a whole segment where you're you take control of a pirate ship and you fire like you manually fire the cannons and shoot down other ships and you take their loot and even you can disable them and go and jump onto their ship and fight them and I'm like (laughs) when they're showing it off here exactly the same features that I saw like a decade ago. Well, like, yeah, do you know, I was thinking, you know, rest in peace, Disney Infinity, but well, I don't know how many people actually realise that there was a whole really good pirate, um, pirate yeah, on, on full-blown ships and things in that. You know, whenever you saw the original demo of that, it was just him in a dinghy and then in a town. And I, for the longest period, I didn't, I didn't know there was anything more to it than that. I mean, I played the the Monster University one, hated it, and, yeah. and played the Aveng- the Incredibles one. It was a pain in the backside. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realise that there was this whole freaking sea, you know, ships and firing cannonballs and that stuff. And I'm like, why, why didn't you advertise that part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that that was even longer. What was that? That was, was that um, four or five was, years ago. Uh, that would be. Uh, about four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. Just, just after yeah. I got married, so, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Infinity lasts about three years, going to Disney. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, so, um, yeah, I don't think we're short of any piratey ones. Yes, there will be lots of pirates coming, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember... I mean, I remember six, seven years ago when I first applied to join the news team, I actually wrote my entire application around the cancellation of the Pirates of the Caribbean RPG. And I was absolutely Uh. gutted that that RPG had gone. I really wanted to play that. Now I I don't (laughs) think I ever want to play a Pirates game again. The greatness is going. Yeah, 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 right. All right, so I think it's time to move on from E3. It is time for our popular trophies. Hey! <laughs> We've got it on timing this time. Right, just, okay. Just a little behind the, the, the curtain magic. Uh, you can't actually hear that. What you're hearing is I have to go back in post and add that in because it's so quiet when we play it. Uh. <laughs> well, we should have. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> you should get a cue. Um Right, yes, welcome. Top of the Trophy pops on June the 13th, 2017. Uh, it's that time again. Um, this week, it is all about the PS Plus titles again. Uh, the chart surprise, is surprise. Chock, 
chock full of them. But before we get to that, we have to say goodbye to uh, The Walking Dead, New Frontier. It's just walked away there. Uh, and Marvel Heroes Omega. Although, if you look across the month, there's still a good showing for these two games. So, not not too bad. But anyway, for this week, um, starting at number five. Yes, we've got five. Um, just scraping in there across the finishing line is uh, Wipeout Omega Collection. Hey. Collective groans for anyone who remembers yeah. um, the Sicko. Zirko? However you say uh, it. Zirko. So, yeah. oh, you confused me. Yeah, so everyone's um, sort of just dipped their toe in with this one. Twenty forty eight champion. So there's the Omega Collection is the is the uh, Vita game, the twenty forty eight, the Wipeout HD PS3, and the Fury add on all together. Um, the game Omega Collection does kind of point you towards the 2048 to begin with, and you've got different seasons of that one. So you've got 2048, 2049, 2050, I think. So -hmm. this is kind of like you've done the first uh, tournament season. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everyone obviously eager to get started on that, but then probably after going through that, they're taking a break, or at least compared to the other titles we've got. Um, so it's at spot 34, 2048 champion, 277 wins. Not bad. It's, uh, it's a good showing. No other trophies, though. So uh, Unsurprisingly, drop quite a bit. Yeah. Next, we've got Tekken 7 that has dropped. It uh, was at the top of the list last week. But sorry, it's sorry. it's still hanging in there. It's at spot 21. Yeah, I did it. 324 wins. Not bad. Um, plus two other trophies are still, still snuck in there. So... Um, yeah, interesting. We'll see if it's um, going to stick around for the long haul, or if it's um, going to disappear next week. Yeah, uh, kind of as expected. I mean, it made up a hideous amount of the list last week, so... Oh, yeah. I think people ran out of trophies to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at number three, starting our PS Plus games, we've got Spy Chameleon at spot 13. Mm-hmm. Few Flies, 459 wins, plus four other trophies. Um, so not surprising. Good, good showing there for a PS Plus title. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, that one, I think, is that uh, is that a Vita slash um, cross buy? I have I no idea. I, I just deleted all open. that information off the sheet. So Spike <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think is PS4 and Vita. I think it's technically the Vita game, but you yes. can have it for PS4 as well. But you can have it for PS4, can't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not too bad there. Um, interesting then that um, that's the one that showed up, and we haven't um, we haven't seen any signs of uh, I've forgotten what it was called now. I did have it open. Bear with me. Uh, uh, neon neon chrome. That, that's that's what you say, isn't it? Yeah, neon chrome. No sign of that one. Surprisingly. So I guess a toss-up between Neon Chrome and Spike Million. Everyone's jumping on that one first. But, uh, hmm. Never mind. Um, but no, next, uh, at number two, we've got Life is Strange. I suspect this one's probably spurred on, not least by the announcement of the uh, prequel at E3. Indeed. Yeah. Um, spot number 11, Macro Eyes, uh, 542 wins, plus 15 uh, other trophies. Uh, that one is for taking the first... Uh, photograph, so I guess that 
indicates people are being quite keen on it and reading the guides and so forth. Um, yeah. Wanting to get a, a completion on that one before uh, the follow-up, which is August... Sometime in August. <laughs> Seven, 17. 17 seems to pop up a lot, I think. Is that right? August 17th? 27th. I was, was going to say the 22nd. So 22nd. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's Late actually. August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, not surprisingly, that's, that's quite popular. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving us at number one with Killing Floor 2. Uh, it's only a flesh wound. 1,432 wins. Quite a lot. Yeah, uh, we're getting in on that. Yeah, yeah. Plus uh, 24 other trophies. So half... Half the list. Half, half the list, basically. Yeah, it's... Um, I'm, su- I'm surprised that uh, Life is Strange didn't chart in the number one spot. Uh, Do you know what, I think... Not even close. I think it is due to the amount of trophies between them, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean, I would say Life is Strange probably had quite a following beforehand. Mm-hmm. And that um, people have bought it, played it. It's been in a number of sales, I think. And um, yeah, oh, that might be it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Floor Two is a much newer game, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm, so. Definitely. Yeah, it's got more new, fresh people playing than uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. Awesome. There, so there we go. That's the chart for this week. What will happen next week? Well. Judging by previous examples, all the PS Plus titles will very likely fade and disappear. Mm-hmm. And um, we may see, perhaps maybe Wipeout make uh, a few more gains, maybe slide into first place. <laughs> uh, perhaps it will uh, unleash a, a bomb or a wave at <laughs> the others and just take the chart by storm. Uh, <laughs> well, what's going to happen is uh, tomorrow... Uh, we're going to get something from uh, Telltale announcing that an episode of something is coming out next week, and that's what's going to happen. Oh, yes. <laughs> As that happens, that's how it goes. It sure does, yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. So, uh, in, in the interests of time, uh, I was thinking we could save most of what we've been playing uh, for next week, but while we have Punky here, did you care to talk about what you've been playing? Um, yeah, well, I actually went back to Shoe um, this week because they brought out new DLC for it. Cavern, well, it's not DLC, it's a title update, but Cavern of the Night Jars, which is six more levels, another world, and they've ramped up the difficulty. I mean, it, it didn't help that after being away for it for quite a while, I couldn't even remember the buttons. Um, it took me Naturally. five minutes to find out how to glide across the first gap. Um, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. it. It's it's been a lot more brutal since the original game. Maybe it's just me, but there's this one level that I cannot get through without dying at all. I just can't perfect this one jump at all. So yeah, that that's not been too bad. But the big one that I've been playing is The Town of Light, which is a walking mm. simulator. Um, mm. It depicts... Uh, life in a mental asylum in the 1930s and late 19, uh, early 1940s, and wow. it's brutal. Yeah, um, I was going to say that sounds uh, pretty relentless. Yeah, the the story it it's really hard hitting. It fully deserves its 18 plus rating, well and wow. truly. 
Um, it's, it's one of those stories that just because of what it tells, it will stick with you, which, which is good, really, bearing in mind some of the game mechanics aren't fantastic. In fact, mm-hmm. I got motion sickness after half an hour. I had to go and lie down for two hours. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, the only time I've ever had motion sickness that badly was when I played Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, story-wise, it's brilliant. Mechanics, it falls down a little. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing for the last week or so. Awesome. Cool. All right, and then uh, as we tend to close out the show, uh, it's time for trivia. Uh, Right now, uh, Punky is obviously not on the board, uh, so that's zero out of zero. Your score is infinite, so right now you are currently winning, I guess, until you potentially get this next question <laughs> right or wrong yours uh, to lose i suppose <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much um, no pressure okay uh right now prince is at 60 percent uh ace is at 50 percent so and dave actually managed to pull himself up he's at 50 percent tied with ace oh so, yes all right so Square and Sony notoriously showed off an E3 tech demo of what Final Fantasy VII would look like. What year did they show this off? Hmm. Hmm. Is, it, uh. is it 2005, 2006, 2007, or 2008? Is this the uh, Seven remaster? No, no, no the no. Seven. Uh, what was it? it technical demo. Te- the technical demo for the PS3. Yeah. Okay. So, do we have any volunteers to go first? What were the options again? Uh, it's 2005 through 2008. Oh, all of the years are available. Yes, 2005, 2006, 2007, or 2008. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yes, I know. It's multiple choices. It's supposed to be three options. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, to be honest, <laughs> I don't think that's going to help me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll increase your chances. Significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, By about fifty percent. Right. This is this is after the uh relative softball of last year uh last week, which uh was not quite as much of a softball as I thought it was. That was difficult. That was yeah. mean. <laughs> I, I can't really. I, I think my school I should just automatically get the win for last week. <laughs> so Somebody's so somebody's got to plant their uh, flag in the ground. So All right, I'm gonna go. Oh wait, just Prince. Go, Prince go is gonna first. go with oh wait. I guess I go the other side then. Oh five. Oh, Ace is gonna go oh five. <laughs> I'll go for seven then. Oh, actually, didn't PS3 release in oh seven? In which case, I may be off the mark. So the answer is two thousand five. Oh wow. Hey. Ace was correct. Kind of uh, fly, is they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it came out. Uh, the The PS3, yeah, came out what two thousand six, late two thousand six. Oh, uh, wasn't so long ago. Two thousand seven. I don't know, but it, yeah, I mean that tech demo was actually really, really early, um, and really, really not genuine. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was. <laughs> I, I literally, when that never materialized, I was actually blown away. Like I, years later, I was like, they they never actually released it. I could not believe that they went and did that and didn't release it, and that they were just that blind to what people, how people would freak out over that, you know? 
Hey, have you heard they're making a Final Fantasy VII remake? They showed it at this C3. It's coming out this November. Said nobody yeah. in any year. Yeah, I know, right? One, one day we might actually hear something along those lines, and I'll, I'll be blown away. Uh, so. it, it made me laugh the other day. Um, they released a thing to say neither Kingdom Hearts nor Final Fantasy VII will be at E3. But after yeah. their uh, financial results, they said, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Kingdom Hearts Three will be released sometime before 2020. It's just like, right, okay. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, that was... I, I love it. Maybe out before you die. Yep. <laughs> in in time with like stage four of the MCU. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that'll be done before. It just these things are just never coming out. I, especially Kingdom Hearts. Like Final Fantasy VII actually came out once already. Well, actually, it's come out several times. But that's besides the point. Um, but but Kingdom Hearts three uh, just. They've got like so much room between two point eight and three that they can explore for the next ten years that I just I don't believe it's coming out. Nobody ever thought that Square Enix would have a Valve situation where they just make so many spins <laughs> can't make the third game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so the standings have been updated. Unfortunately, Punky is at zero percent, zero out of one. Sorry. Um, Prince has dropped to fifty percent. Ace is ah, actually up to seven percent. So Ace has taken the lead. How much does Ace have now? Uh, Ace, aren't you? <laughs> Ace, Ace has a, a four out of seven, uh-huh. and you've got three out of six. Oh man! So, so uh-huh. he's he's slightly got you. Um, you're tied with Dave at the moment. If I get the next one, then I'll have what he has now. Uh, yes, if Ace doesn't show up. I was going to oh, say, I I, thought, how come he's got one less guess than me? Was he not around for one or something? Or I, yeah, I think we went over this. I think at some point he wasn't around. But uh, anyways, okay. so that's been our show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, you can subscribe on the site uh, on YouTube, which is, I believe, uh, on the channel True Achievements for some reason. But it's the entire TGN channel for all of the various uh, parts of the site. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, rate us on on uh, Google Play, all that jazz. Uh, you can follow the site at True Trophies. Uh, Punky, where can people follow you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Punky Liar. Really original, I know. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I'm kind of hidden away. I'm on the front page of TA and TT every now and again. So, yeah, you'll see me there. Mm. Yep. Um, and then you've got Aces, Aceola McLeod. Uh, Dave, who's not on, is Gamer Maven. I'm Mega Brand Zero, and Prince still has yet to offer anything. <laughs> yeah, and he is uh, not offering anything now. So I guess that's going to be it for us today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Have fun. Bye. I'll see you around. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>